The following was recorded in front of a live studio audience at the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe. This is the United Podcast Network. Welcome to the Stock Market Authority Podcast. I'm Bakes, Kevin Baker. I'm going to teach you how to make money in up and down markets. Very few podcasters or coaches cover this. I'll show you how to lock in profits and minimize losses to make you a better investor. So once a week, you're going to know what's going on in the world and the stock market. Welcome to the Stock Market Authority Podcast. Good morning. This is Bakes. It's Wednesday the 21st, 10 a.m. Merry Christmas to you all. Hope you have a wonderful time with your families. I'm going to go see my parents right after this, so I'm looking forward to that. Uh, What to do with your crypto? Uh, uh, What we're going to cover today, uh, Kathy Wood is saying that that Bitcoin is going to be a million dollars per coin uh, by 2030, and uh, I've got news to add. I'm going to weigh 195, dunk a basketball, and turn vegan. Uh, it's about as likely. Uh, uh, we're going to go to the mailbag, and uh, I've got some new, uh, some old friends that I'm getting reacquainted with asking about oil stocks, and then we're going to go to the portfolio. We're up 5% in this down market, which I'm uh, pretty proud of. We've got uh, eight trading days to go, and I really am uh, uh, happy about this year, and I hope you are as well. Uh, Before we go on, please go to my website, stockmarketauthority.com. Sign up for free for my newsletter. Subscribe to my YouTube channel and my podcast, please. Follow on your favorite social media where I break in with with things during the course of the week. And you're smart people, but I've got lawyers. This isn't financial advice. You know your situation personally. I don't. All I do is show you what literally I am doing with a a portion of of, of my uh, capital and, and how I'm investing. And if it works for you, great. If not, so be it. Uh, top story, uh, what to do with your crypto. And uh, this is being is a lot more pervasive. Uh, in the, I'm getting peppered with questions about FTX. What's it mean? Is there an opportunity? It's down so much. Uh, it looks cheap. I'm going to cover all this. But first, uh, here's my... I want to give you my my bottom line at the top and then I'll give you my bottom line again. I think for you, I, you know, yes I have intellectual curiosity, but all I really care about is helping you. I'm dead serious about this. And if you own crypto, I think or or, or crypto related assets, stocks, what have you, I think you need to come up with a number that you're willing to lose that it can go to zero and you're not going to care and it won't impact your life and it won't impact your family's life. So you, I don't know if it's 5,000, I don't know if it's 50,000, I don't know if it's 5 million, but come up with the number uh, because we're getting many friends of the podcast that, that are trying to bottom fish and I'm, 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 I'm concerned about that. So First of all, let's just, you know, I keep saying about, uh, talk about FTX and SBF, and everybody thinks, I think everybody knows what those acronyms are. So just, I'm going to give you a, a quick recap just to get you up to speed, and then I'm going to go through Bitcoin, and then we're going to talk about some other things. But Sam Bankman-Fried, uh, you probably have heard about this, is at one point was considered the J.P. Morgan uh, or the Warren Buffett of crypto. He seemed to be coming out and had uh, capital and would gather what other people spilled as crypto firms and exchanges uh, would blow up and he would buy them and bring them into FTX. And he seemed to be the fellow who was going to uh, bring 
responsible regulation to the hill and and have crypto under the auspices of the government in a in a in a, a positive way well it's a ponzi scheme and oh, allegedly but anyway he's he's going to jail and he should he's being extradited to to the US he uh, took uh, uh, transferred customer funds to cover losses at Alameda and uh he's in 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 a big uh, in serious trouble and the crypto world is in serious trouble so uh, i'll go i'll use bitcoin as the as the as the main uh thesis here and then I'll, I'll i'll cut down to what i think you should do as you go through your own portfolio bitcoin was based out of or, you know was launched out of the great financial crisis and the the thought was that the the government and central banks are irresponsible, they waste money, they debase the currency, and here is a elegant solution to sound money. That that uh, uh, money that holds its value can be transferred digitally. We're only going to mine 21 million, so you can't print more, and and thus the value of 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 Bitcoin Bitcoin rises over time. And it's been a crazy. 13 years, to put it mildly. The, uh, but what's happened is a couple of things. The Fed seems to have religion. The, the, they're raising rates. They're fighting inflation. They're letting bonds uh, roll off their balance sheet. They, at least our Fed, and maybe central banks around the world, seem to be more responsible. So that might be taking some of the bloom off the rose of, of, of Bitcoin in particular. Uh, Bitcoin was touted as an inflation hedge. Well, we saw a 9.1% inflation hedge, and Bitcoin has gone from 67000 down to 17000 It was supposed to be uncorrelated with stocks. It has moved in lockstep with stocks down precipitously. And then you uh, add all this to... Uh, uh, then FTX comes into the picture, and it, it throws this entire belief system into question. I put up the Coinbase uh, chart here because this is the poster child for the anti-FTX. It's here in the U.S., it's public, it's audited, it's regulated. Brian Anderson, the CEO, seems to be very transparent, and it has gone from 400-plus down to 35 it is losing money. It was losing money when Bitcoin was at sixty-seven thousand, and now it's at at, at, at seventeen thousand. So, the uh, and I think there's other stocks that fit into this this world as well. Robinhood is largely dependent on on uh, crypto trading. Square, uh, obviously, MicroStrategy. So, what I want you to do is go look around and. Uh, look at your crypto assets and again, come up with that number, whatever it is. If it goes to zero, I don't care. And if it skyrockets, then great. You know, then you can, uh, frankly, and you can always add to it if things change. But uh, as as these uh, uh, fiascos unwind, there's going to be a lot of Bitcoin for sale. It just seems to make sense as creditors try to get dollars back out of their out of their crypto investments. So. Um, you know, and this is another point that we talked about a couple of weeks ago. The percentage down doesn't matter. Just because something's down 80% doesn't mean it can't go down 80%. We've got a friend of the pod who, you know, says, I'm all in on crypto. It's cheap now. And I say respectfully, 
why is it cheap? Is it a multiple of cash on the balance sheet? No. Is it a cheap as a multiple of revenues? No. Is it cheap as a multiple of earnings? No. So uh, Bitcoin is a belief system. Crypto is a belief system. And you need to have someone willing to pay up for, for a higher price. And oh, by the way, I own the Grayscale Bitcoin Trust. When I first started this podcast, it was a double for us. The chart got me into it. And my cell discipline got me out of it. So I'm not... Uh, 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 you know, stubborn about this. I just want to make money, and I want you to make money. And more importantly, I want to make sure you don't lose a lot of money. Not losing any money, that can't happen. But I hope I have impressed upon you that I've got a sell discipline that works, that has us lock in long-term capital gains and, and limit our losses. So, again, uh, there's going to be a lot of Bitcoin for sale as people try to pay the creditors, try to pay the customers, and I have a hard time seeing a lot of endowments or other institutions saying, hey, this is a real opportunity. Uh, you know, I, I'm sure FTX isn't going to happen again anytime soon. Let's go into crypto. Uh, it, it just, it, I really have a hard time uh, believing that. Oh, another thing, Coinbase uh, it hits new 52-week lows, it seems like, every day. Kathy Wood continues to buy it as she incinerates money over the last five years. They, and they're losing money. The, the bonds trade at 50 cents on the dollar, so there's a real possibility that the equity, the stock goes to zero. I'm not predicting that. I haven't gone through the financials with a fine-tooth comb, but my suspicion is if you can't make money at $67,000 Bitcoin and no FTX, now it's going to get a lot worse. I also want you to to go through anything that you think has a, a major crypto exposure and put that into that bucket and, and reduce your risk to the level where if it goes to zero, you don't care. So... I hope that that's been helpful, and I hope we stop talking about FTX and and, and uh, Sam Bankman-Fried. Uh, it's getting tiresome, and there will be a point to do so. But it's uh, it's obviously a big story, and I want to be uh, you know be responsive. Uh, please go to my website, stockmarketauthority.com. Please sign up for free for my newsletter. I'm getting reacquainted with a lot of you, uh, old friends from the business, which is great. Subscribe to my YouTube channel, uh, Stock Market Authority, uh, and and uh, please get sign up for the podcast so that if you're working out, you can uh, or walking the dog, you can hear me. And please f- uh, follow on your favorite social media so I can come in with things in between these shows. And I hope uh, be helpful. And this obviously isn't uh, financial advice. <laughs> There's a letter in your mailbox. You got mail. <laughs> uh, Van from Houston. Uh, great to hear from you. Uh, Van's an old friend of mine. Uh, been in the energy business. I was, uh, especially in the 90s, that's how old I am, was really involved with energy and energy services stocks. And it really, you know, launched my career, frankly. Um, and uh, he asked about a couple of of uh, his stocks that he's concerned about or interested in. And Van's forgotten more about energy than I know. Frankly, he's an entrepreneur. He is uh, uh, you know actively investing in in, in properties and, and capital raising and what have you. But uh, I know how to read a chart, so hopefully I, I can add value. Going to do a little bit of recap here. Uh, haven't talked about oil all that much here. Uh, 
during COVID, oil went to negative 40. It's, it's, it's hard to, to fathom that. But the obviously demand evaporated as no one was flying and no one was driving. And you couldn't store this stuff, so people were basically paying you, uh, you know, to not to not put it in, into into storage facilities. That was obviously the the low. And what it did was it it, it made it gave a lot of uh, these companies religion. They said, you know, we got to get lean and mean. We're not going to spend money uh, needlessly. If prices go up, we're going to let the cash flow come down to the bottom line. We're not going to put it all in rigs. And, and they've been rewarded for that. They've been given bigger multiples as that's happened. ESG was at one point, yeah, people would genuflect to ESG. You know, some uh, uh, liberal colleges would say, well, we can't invest in fossil fuels for the endowment. And, you know, that's uh, giving away to the cold, hard reality that we need oil and gas for the next 30 years at minimum. So uh, it's gone from being a tiny part of the S&P around two. I think it's six or seven or eight right now. I haven't looked at the exact number. So energy has been the best part of the market this year. Uh, uh, They've been the largest part of the earnings growth in the market. And without those that energy component stocks would look a lot worse in aggregate uh, than than they do right now. So, having said all that, where are we now? Where are we going? And Van asked about EOG Resources, and you know, very well regarded firm, uh, uh, known them for a long time, and and I just come at these things dispassionately. So I'm staring at this 122.46 level. That's where. The uh, 200-day moving averages and Van and everybody, look at the volume here. This pickup in volume this past week is uh, uh, the the biggest I've seen in in over a year. And it suggests to me that big money, the institutions are leaving the building. Now, it might just be window dressing at year end, but also uh, oil and gas have come down. The commodity itself has come down. And, uh, you know, this stock has given back some of these gains. So right now, I wouldn't do a darn thing. If you have a close below 122.46, if I owned it and I do not, full disclosure, I would sell a third. And then I'd look for the other parts of the sell discipline to kick in, and we can talk about those uh, if they happen. But that's my take on, uh, uh, on EOG. The next is Pioneer Natural Resources, another great, well-regarded E&P, exploration and production uh, firm. But this looks worse, and I think it might be more emblematic of, of what's going on in energy right now. Uh, I drew these three arrows here. And they're my components of my cell discipline. When the stock closes below the 200-day at 215, in this case, Pioneer's case, then I would have, I would have sold as third. If the 50-day comes down, or when the 50-day came down through the 200, 257 is the next sell. And then when the, the 200-day starts rolling over, 229 is, is, is the final sale. So... You average that, it's 233. You would have locked in a big gain after a nice move at 230, at, at uh, 233. And we're at 219 now. So uh, uh, I go through thousands of charts every month, as you know. I don't see anything in the energy world that gets me that excited. Uh, and Van, I know, uh, you know, not being positive on energy in Houston makes me as popular as typhoid, but 
I don't like this stock right now. So I hope that's helpful. And I, if I see changes, I'll let you know. And please, uh, everybody, but especially Van, fire new ideas at me. I love looking at things with fresh eyes, and it makes me think, and, and it, it alerts all of us to new money-making opportunities. So I really appreciate it. Uh, let's go to the portfolio, the SMA portfolio. And, uh, you know, my theme that I wrote at the top of my notes here is that winners pay for losers. So we've had big winners here in uh, uh, SOGU, S-O-G-U, shorting the SPACs, which are the companies that, that uh, uh, you know, went into shell companies, special purpose acquisition corp. And frankly, they had lousy business models. They couldn't get through the investment banking gauntlets of Morgan Stanley and Goldman Sachs. And it worked for a while, and then it didn't. And as interest rates go up, uh, a lot of these money-losing companies, the valuations come crashing down to earth. So we've got more than a double in, in, in shorting the SPACs. And frankly, I'm going to go see what Matthew Tuttle has in the portfolio anew and legitimately let these winners run because I think a lot of these companies can go to zero. Obviously, when you short something, you bet that it goes down. And the more that the SPACs go down, the more money we make here. Uh, Sark, I've been talking about Sark. I'll talk about Sark some more. But it's also close to a double and hitting new 52-week lows as Tesla comes down to earth and Roku and Zoom, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And uh, I'm, uh, th- my discipline hasn't told me to change anything. So I think Kathy Wood it, it doesn't have a cell discipline. I think her proclamations are nuts. And, um, uh, and I, I, I've seen billion-dollar firms go out of business and I'm not saying it's going to happen to her, but if you hold on to 52-week lows and keep adding to them, people get angry and they, and they leave the building. So, uh, so we're roughly 55% uh, short. We have 37% in cash, which no institution would, would, would ever do. And it's happened organically. As the cell discipline has kicked in, I've taken little bits off the table very methodically to preserve our gains for the year. Again, we're up 5% plus. The market's down 19% plus. And, uh, you know, I obviously want to be up more, but I also uh, am not a, a fortune teller and I'm very disciplined, and I want to make money every single year, have no down years, and knock on wood, so far we are accomplishing that, and I'm, uh, I'm pretty happy about that. I wanted to highlight something that I talked about over the course of the week, and I um, sold TAGS, T-A-G-S, the Tecurium Agriculture uh, Fund. This is uh, the commodities of themselves, soy, soybeans, corn, wheat, and I'm forgetting the other one. Um, sugar. Pour some sugar on me, Def Leppard. Um, and I put here the, the three different arrows. Well, four arrows. First of all, the buy at 22 in January of last year. And I can't be more transparent, folks. This is, a, you know, these are just the trades that I did. Uh, the prior two sales you see here at the top where the first two-thirds of the cell discipline kicked in. And then this past week, and I I literally, I come home at night, it takes about three minutes, and I go through everything that I own, and I just, I have this if, 
than that sort of uh, mentality. If the 200-day turns down, in this case, I'm selling the last of tags. It took me about 11 seconds to think about that, put the trade in, and, and, and then put the post out. So we locked in a 38% long-term capital gain. And I, you know, be honest with yourself, go to your portfolio. How many 38%, 38% winners do you have? And if you'd like some, then please subscribe and share and, 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 and grow, uh, grow the following here. Uh, this just works. The other part of this is there is no uh, traditional asset manager, money manager, that's going to say, we're going to own 10% in commodities and these particular commodities because it's not in their index and they can't hug it. And you as an individual investor don't have those shackles. And so I don't want you to put shackles on. I want you to go wherever the market tells you that there are opportunities. And I'm sure telling you where there are opportunities because I'm just doing this with with uh, with my account, so uh, please stay tuned. Uh, we got a lot of things coming up for for next year, uh, uh, but I want to talk about Arc Innovation, and I put this out a little uh, the, over the course of the the last week. Uh, Arc closed below thirty two fifty one, and what I said was closed below thirty two fifty one, elevated shaft to twenty two, and I drew these lines here, and there's very little support underneath where we are right now. I think 3251 has become a five-year low. Nobody, Kathy Wood has made nobody any money, has, made, has not made anybody any money over the last five years. Think about that statement. And, and she's making these, 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 uh, 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 you know, these predictions seven years in the future. I think it's, it's uh, borderline irresponsible. But I'm just here for the money. So I think 3251 is going to be very hard to make much uh, progress against, and I think that uh, uh, a slide to 22 that may not take that long uh, could certainly happen. Why do I say that? Because the number one name she owns is Zoom. It trades at 17 times. Earnings are coming down. She thinks it's worth $700 in a bear case. And so that means she's going to hold on to it as as this company continues to descend into 52-week lows. Uh, exact Sciences, her number two name, is losing money. Number three is Tesla, which, you know, I'd rather be lucky than good, but I, mean, I called that. I said below 200, we're, we're going to go hit 163. We did that, and now I think we're going to 126. Uh, uh, Elon is angering his 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 uh, customer base and is distracted with Twitter. And uh, I can't tell you how many times I listen to my 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 liberal uh, podcast and and they just want to bash this guy and and then they want to sell their car and they're sure as heck not buying another one anytime soon. So. I don't care how much it's down. I care where it's going. And right now, the charts are telling me this can go to 22 with 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 no trouble. And um, send me what you're thinking about 2023. Next week, I'm going to go through what I see at this early stage, what's going to be the best ideas in 2023. Trip from Charlotte asked me about a few things, and it, it's kind of got me to... That's going to be the theme of next week's show. You know, what's going uh, forward? I'll be very responsive to what the market gives me. I'll just take what, what the opportunities are there. But um, 
Uh, I, I'm pretty happy about how this has gone. I hope you're happy. Uh, I hope you've made some money from us, and I hope you subscribe and share. So, uh, much to your levity, uh, John Mulaney uh, does this really f- hysterical bit about uh, uh, you know g- going to mass on Christmas, uh, telling his parents that he goes all the time. And they changed the mass on them. So go to the description, click on it. It's about three minutes, uh, and I think it's very funny. That is the show, folks. Please go to my website, stockmarketauthority.com. Please sign up for free for my newsletter. Please subscribe to my YouTube channel and my podcast. Please follow on your favorite social media Bakes at stockmarketauthority.com. I read every single email. I respond to every single email. At Bakes Takes underscore is my Twitter handle. DM me there. And I hope you have a wonderful Christmas with your family. Thank you very much. I'm Bakes, Kevin Baker, Stock Market Authority. See you next week. Bye now. The views and opinions expressed by the hosts, guests, or callers of this program do not necessarily reflect the opinions of the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe, the United Podcast Network, its partners or affiliates.